Join me right now on Kumite TV is undefeated heavyweight Chopper Chai Lewis Perry. What's going on, man? What's happening, my guy? Let's talk about um, last March, man. Your last fight, Rise of yeah. Champion 7, the main event. You fought to a draw. It seemed like you didn't like that call, man. What was you what were you thinking during that during that time? Uh to be honest, like yeah, I was annoyed, but um I mean, I didn't like that fight. Like, I didn't, I didn't like at that particular time. I didn't like the opponent because of how the first one went. You know, um, I think I took things a little bit personal with the the intentional. Like, you know, when I go to fight, I don't, go, I don't go to injure somebody. It's like going to training. I don't try to intentionally injure somebody because I understand the the um, the realities that unless you're Conor McGregor or DC, uh, these guys are making legit money. That this is they can do other people got to work still you know so um i would never go in there and intentionally try to put somebody out of a job so to speak and i felt like my opponent did that or intended to do that and once he saw that i was injured he kept going for that injury and that's that's like a career ending injury it's, it's you know it's, it's bigger than that it's um it's something that could uh could put you out of, of just everyday things you know everyday life so um i took it personal and i went into that fight I didn't have to take that fight, you know. Um, I just wanted to get him back, and that was the wrong attitude to have. And I, you know, I just lacked motivation. I was very unmotivated for that fight. Um, you could see I, I didn't really want to be there. I didn't want to do it. Um, and you know, I felt like I was getting the the, the points thing was ridiculous. That's both fights. They're taking a point, and then it's a draw. So technically, give me back those points. I win both fights. You know, so. Um, yeah, I was disappointed, but more more disappointed at the fact that I even was there. Do you know what I mean? You get to move on, man. You move on into a heavyweight title fight, which is a beautiful thing. But let's yeah. go back to your first trip to Abu Dhabi. You know, you had an impressive performance. You went out there. You completely, viciously took out your opponent. How did you feel about that performance that you had? Uh, I mean, it was the whole experience, to be fair, was probably the best experience I've had with any promotion because I got to go out there with friends. Um, obviously, Ollie Thompson, who, who main evented that card, is a good friend of mine and um, we trained together So for that fight. So um, the whole experience was fun. We were all there, you know, enjoying it. Uh, the promotion treated us really well. And um, yeah, just everything, everything leading into it was just smooth. It was the first time I ever really had that. And um, I enjoyed it. The, the performance, it, it was what it was, you know. I, Again, I wasn't particularly motivated for the guy, but I was just motivated to perform and win because it'd been a while. It'd been my first, it was my, my first fight back since the injury last year. Um, so I was motivated to get the W. Uh, and as soon as I saw the opportunity to take him out, I just took him out, you know? So I enjoyed I did. Overall, yeah, I felt good. Well, you know, it seems like you've been lacking motivation for the last two fights. You know, has that changed because... Like you have something to fight for now, you have this title that you're going for? Definitely. You know, I, I kind of made my voice heard when I was there last uh, in January. And I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's just, if people treat me right, I'm, I'm happy to be there. You know, I do believe, like I thrive on competition. I like the competition to be high because then I challenge myself. That's where the motivation is. I think as a human being, the, 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 the main goal of... Um, of life is to overcome challenges, you know, accept them, face them, run from them or, cha or, or um, challenge them. And I like the, uh, the challenge uh, because it tells me, it lets me know who I am and it tells me a lot about my character. And um, 
So if the competition, you, I kind of feel like you do get drawn into the level of your competition if you're not careful, you know? So, so I do, I, I, I like the idea of, of fighting the big names and that's what the motivation always will be. But until then, I just, I take what comes and uh, I enjoy, I enjoy being in a privileged position that I get to fight uh, something that I love doing. So um, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm not, I'm never, I'm never um, expecting of some special kind of treatment, but uh, you know, I know my worth and, and I'm grateful for what I get to do. You said you made your voice heard. Did you leave Abu Dhabi knowing that you could go back and fight for a title for a, a new promotion? Not really a new promotion, but another named promotion, UAE Warriors? Uh, I mean, we talked about it for sure. You know, I, I, I always make sure that at the end of um, like my post-fight uh, interview or in the ring interview, you know, um, I, I will always try to angle my next position. So I let everybody know at the same time as I let the officials know that this is what I want, this is my intention, this is how I feel, this is where I would like to go. Uh, so then there's no there's no curtain over the eyes of anybody. No one can say, oh, you didn't do this or you didn't want to do that. So look, I said it to everybody at the same time. This is what I would like uh, I would like to accomplish. This is this is the position I'm in now, and this is where I'd like to go. Let's see what you think. And um, I kind of did that with the, with the post fight um, interview. And then, uh, yeah, we, we loosely talked about it and Ollie fought on the, um, he went back and fought on the, the last show uh, for the light heavyweight, he dropped the light heavyweight because obviously they're both heavyweight and um, massive respect to him for that because he wanted me to have the opportunity to fight heavyweight knowing that I can't get to 205. So um, I, I respect him for that and, um, and yeah, the talks were there, the talks were definitely there and now we are definitely there, one week away. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Ali dropped down to light and heavyweight in kind of respect to you so you could go yep. chase after the heavyweight title. Because I spoke to Ali a few times and he never mentioned nothing about that. So, you know, no, respect to Ali, man. He's a yeah. humble guy, you know. He's, he's very, very respectful. Uh, I've, I've got nothing but love for him. And, um, yeah, we talked about it and, and he said, you know, he's done 205 before. And where it's tougher for him, I'm a lot bigger than Ali. I'm a lot taller. So for me, 205 is just really unrealistic. I mean, I couldn't, if you told me it was 220, I couldn't even get to it. So, you know, respect to him for, for giving me an opportunity, really. You know, because he could have easily gone in and fought a heavyweight. Um, but me and him would never fight. So it kind of leaves me without a pot to piss in. Uh, sitting there going, all right, well, I guess I'll just fight for fun while you fight for the glory, you know. So uh, yeah. no, respect to Ali. Um, he, he, get, he, he effectively, you know, positioned... Uh, this opportunity for me. Definitely. Um, well, you're facing Ben Adwoobi. You know, what are your thoughts on him and uh, how he matches up against you? Nah, nah. That's not happening now. Your what? opponent changed again. Your opponent changed again. Yeah. These guys don't want it. They don't really want it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently he got, he got injured. I, I don't know. I, I'm only going by what I was told. Um, he got injured in camp, so he got replaced with um, the uh, replacement, the backup fighter that was there last time, Mahmoud Hassan. He is now okay. the opponent. So he, he's an Egyptian. Um, he's a teammate of the guy I fought uh, in January. So I guess they're going to try and get one back, which they couldn't, no chance. But you know what? He's, he's stepping in and he's giving me a, a fight. So I, I can do nothing but uh, admire and respect him for that. You know, I, I, I can sit, I'm not going to trash talk him because. As, as much as everyone wants to hear that, if it wasn't for him stepping up, I wouldn't be. We'd be having this conversation under very different circumstances. Definitely. 
Well, let's talk about your training camp, man. Like, have you, you know, traveled outside of uh, the UK or have you spent the whole time there? No, I spent the whole time here. Um, I was in the process of uh, moving, so it, was, it wasn't really feasible for me to, to jump around. I did consider going back to California, but I knew that I was going to be going back out to Cali for DC's camp. Um, so that kind of didn't, it didn't work. The idea of going there from my camp, coming back, and then going to Abu Dhabi to fight, then coming back and then going back to Cali, it's like, let me just stay here, focus on mine. When I'm done, I'll go and uh, help DC. And just made things a little bit a little bit more comfortable for me. How much has going out to California and working with DC and how much has it changed you as a fighter, as a mixed martial artist? I'll tell you what, it, I, I've never been somebody who's who's lacked or been short of confidence. Like uh, even as a kid, like I was just always a very confident person. You know, I, I never really cared what people thought. But going there and competing with those guys on a daily basis just made my confidence even better. You know, because you, you realize, oh, you can chop it up with guys who are Olympians and, um, you know, uh, elite, some of the guys there are elite strikers and guys that train world champions. You can chop it up with those guys coming from where I come from. So um, I pride myself on, on my striking and my mental toughness. So uh, uh, going there only enhanced that. So I, I, I learned a lot. It, it definitely changed my approach to fighting. And... Um, it made me a lot more uh, dynamic, uh, a lot more sensible, more of a sensible fighter to somebody who just wanted to kind of get in there and you know tell him from them. So um, yeah, I, I I think the AKA experience definitely uh, helped me evolve for sure. In the UK, you know, for this camp, you know, who are the coaches that you've been working with, focusing with on, and like the training partner that has been working closely with you? Right, I'll tell you a little secret, right? Before I start mentioning names, I'm a very solitary human being. Like, as much as I go to to, uh, to AKA and, and there's a wealth of, of athletes and, and fellow competitors and, and coaches, I'm, I'm a very solitary person. I feel like if you can get comfortable in your own space with yourself, then you can become unbreakable. Because a lot of people depend on people. They have create these superstitions that if X, Y, Z isn't there, then I'm going to fail or I'm not going to perform. I need this person. So I don't need to have anybody around me. I could rock up to a fight on my own and I could get myself ready and I could go out there and compete. And, and I, I pride myself on that. But it's very important to have a solid team, someone who kind of shares the same passion, the same dream. Uh, and I've been working with uh, Shane Kent, who is my striking coach uh, we teamed up last year and um, he's out uh, kicks martial arts in New Haven so he um, that's down on the on the south coast of England. he uh, he's got a very similar sort of a K1 mind to me and obviously K1 is like my my love my passion and um, he's got a very similar mind and uh, while I was down, living down on the south coast I, I trained a lot with um, jiu-jitsu coach uh, Tony Plested and then when I, I came away from the coast I trained with uh, Jay Butler both um, very different jiu-jitsu styles but very complementing of my my style as a, as a fighter I saw you've been working with uh, Vinny Shorman also you know a lot of guys nowadays they're getting into the mind coaches and uh, mental coaches and talk yeah. about the experience you had with him and the effects of his methods 
Right, so I ne- first I need to say is, Vinny, I'm going to call you, I promise. I've, I've been meaning to call Vinny for, for a few days now, maybe like a week, because last time I went up to see him, but I've had so much on that I've kind of, I've had this, uh, this, this necessity to be selfless for other people, and I've just been focusing on helping some other people before I'd been trying to help myself. So I know he's probably disappointed that I haven't called him. So Vinny, I promise you, I'm going to call you today. But um, Vinny is a, is a very, he probably doesn't seem it, um, at first glance, but he's a very spiritual person. He's somebody who's, who's, who's in great connection with himself. He understands himself, therefore he can help you understand yourself. And that's, I think, so important. There's, there's so much strength in that. A lot of people are built based on other people's ideas of what they should be. And I think that's wrong. Personally, I think that's wrong because you're always living to somebody else's expectation. Therefore, you never really know who you are and what you're capable of. And Vinny, I think it's easy to forget that, to forget that, you know, that you are kind of a product of your environment. And um, it's, it's easy to get sort of lost in this, this maze of what does uh, Jonathan Edwards think? Or what does Lisa Payne think? Do you know what I mean? So um, Vinny kind of helps you, you peel away those, those um, perceptions of others. And kind of find your own identity and, and talking to just talking to him. I had a conversation the first time I spoke to him. I reached out and he, he responded immediately. And the, the, the very brief conversation I had with him, it was he reminded me of things that I already knew, but it was a long time ago. Things that I that I, I believed about myself, but as you get older, you get responsibility and you you, uh, you kind of inherit these very negative experiences through experience, and you hold on to them. That's a sad thing. It's like a, wiping a sponge through the dirt. Even if you rinse it under the under the um, under the tap, you're still left with some with some dirt, you know, some grit. That's that's kind of like the negative experience, and he kind of helped me help me rinse some of that away, um, just in a brief conversation. And it's all about the way that you approach things. And um, I actually went up to see him a couple of weeks ago, um, and I trained. Uh, he set up some training for me at Four Corners Gym in Liverpool, and. Um, Man, it, it was it was a, a great experience because I felt like everybody there was in the same mindset. There was no ego there. Everyone was trying to help me. They never met me before. It's the first time I met Vinny. And he introduced me to this group of guys that all decided, we're going to help you. And we don't want anything from you. That was just like, wow. Like, I still have some faith in humanity yet. You know? Yeah, that can blow anybody's mind. You know, a lot of people, Absolutely. when they help you, they have some kind of motive, you know, some kind of, you know, something that, you know, pushes them to help you because they want something back. And when you go yeah. there and you don't feel that, you know, it, it is an incredible feeling. Now, I'm going to be honest with you right now. You know, yeah. I've been following you, you know, Glory, you know, everything, K1, all that stuff. And I'm, uh, it blows my mind that you're not signed to the UFC. Why are you not signed to the UFC yet? What's, what's usually the reason that people don't get what they want? It's politics, right? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of politics that surround my career. Um, and it's not that straightforward. There's a, there's a lot of legal things that go, along, go, go on behind the scenes. And um, uh, I'm trying to iron those out. It just takes time. It takes so much time. You know, I've had plenty of offers that I've, I've just not been able to accept. So until I'm completely like in the clear, uh, I can't really entertain those ideas. I mean, they're still there. All I can do right now is just focus on staying active and staying relevant. 
So as long as I stay relevant, then the conversation is always there. But, you know, for me, I'm just, look, it's different for me now. Like, I've reached a point in, in my career where I just want to enjoy it. I'm not fussed about it. I don't, I don't attain to be the pound-for-pound greatest. I don't care about that. But I'll fight anybody. Put, put, put the person in front of me. You want to have some fun, let's have some fun, you know? Kind of like, I guess, kind of like how Mark Hunt is. Just like, let's fight. He likes fighting. And I've kind of reached that point where I just have fun. So I'm enjoying it. I'm not trying to be, I'm not, oh, I want to avoid that guy. I want to, you know, a lot of guys map their career because they want to get to the title. Let's just say I don't want the title. So I'm not interested in that. Just give me names. Give me names. Let me have fun, you know? So so that's that's kind of some somewhere where, where I'm at. And I don't know if that fits into these big promotions um, agenda. So I don't know. We'll see. Once Once things are sort of with the legal side of things are okay. Then, then we'll talk. But until then, I'm I'm open to to fighting on any show and just having fun. Just give me give me some fun, guys, man. Let's just have some fun. Definitely. You know, you're a elite striker, a glory veteran. Another guy. He just recently went to the UFC, Israel Adesanya. You know, I want you. To, I want to get your thoughts on him. You know, he went in there, just ran the table, got the interim title. Incredible what he has done. What What do you think about his uh his rise? I mean, yeah, it's fast, isn't it? I mean, considering he was in glory and he lost, like, I think it just goes to show that if you're an elite-level striker and you have good takedown defense, you don't have to have incredible takedown defense. You just have to have good, good enough that, that you can keep the fight standing long enough to, to light them up. Then you can, um, you, can, you can go as far as you want to go. And look at him. He's, he's a champ now. So... Um, I got, no, I got nothing but respect for the guy. You know, he's done he's done really good things. I'm sure he feels very accomplished himself. You know, he's fought on. He's had some some really good fights, even on the smaller shows. Like he's just he just put in the work. You can see somebody of his skill level deserves to be a champion. Like it's a shame when you see guys that are so talented, but they never uh, become that icon. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure in his part of the world. He is uh, uh, considered an icon already, and he's just getting started, really, you know. To think about things like that, like I was saying, he got to fight Anderson Silva. That is something that I would, I would love to have to say, oh, I got to fight Anderson Silva. Because that's, that, they're the names. These are the legends. These guys have been there, you know. These guys were there when you were dreaming about learning how to throw a right straight. So, you know, that in itself, to me, is like, that's an accomplishment. You got to compete with, with the best. I wish I could say, that back in the day, I got to fight against Ernesto Hoost. I love the guy. Like, you know, the guy is, uh, is, is, is perfection. But, you know, these, these things are, um, these are the things to me that are like, define you. It's like, who did you get to compete against? Uh, and and, um, and that, that's part of your, your legacy. A bit of plastic, a bit of metal, really. It's, it's, it's great, but it's not as important as, as uh, how you feel um, in terms of accomplishment in your career. You were in the news, you know, recently, you know, you ran into John Jones again, you know, at a fitness and uh, health event. You know, first of all, what did you think about the security guard that stepped in between you and John? Ah, he was doing his job, wasn't he? He was just, uh, he probably saw, you know, fuck, I'm going to have to earn my money now. <laughs> but look, look I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll put it, I'll put it, um, quite frankly, like I would never especially there was uh, kids and that around there, I would never go somewhere and just start a ruckus 
in front of kids. I was never going to go there and, and start swinging punches and stuff like that. But I was definitely going there to speak my mind because I have a, a, um, a very strong disdain for that man. And I, I felt like, well, if you're going to be, if I, we're in the same place, why would I not let you know? Because there's, there's a lot between, there's a lot that's gone on that's been said. Um, people don't realize, so they just make up their own assumptions. But as far as the security guard, I think he was just doing his job. He was, he was all right. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he, he, he looked. Didn't, he didn't. looked kind of shook though when he had to step in. He was just like, like yeah. you said, he's like, oh man, I'm gonna throw my money today. Yeah, he, he he probably thought it was gonna be a lot. He, you know, he doesn't know me, so he probably yeah. thought, fucking, oh, he's, he's a big guy. He's gonna start some shit. I'm gonna have to, because he was a very slender guy. You know, he was he was tall but slender, and um, and uh, yeah, he was just doing his job. He was he was he was all right, but he did look a bit concerned. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, now you were saying that you know your brothers weren't there. You know what is the the context of that? What were you referring to? So, all right. Well, here's the, here's the story. You're getting exclusive. Um, back uh, we was at a press conference when DC was supposed to fight John the second time at the uh, what was that? I think it was the MGM. We're back. So we're we're backstage. So. Prior to that, DC and John had done an interview, and I'd never met John. I, I, I had no reason to speak to him. I was part of DC's team. I had no ill feeling towards him. I was just a training partner for DC, so I, I had nothing to say. But they, they finished the interview, and I was like, oh, do you know what? He seems like quite a decent guy. Until we got outside the building, then he just turned into this, this yapping guy that can't get into the club this shit like to the to security guard that, that kind of guy you know and he's attacking like everybody he's picking everybody out Rosendo was there uh, Bob Cook was there um, some other some other guys some other guys there and he's just talking 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 and DC and him are having a back and forth which is part of the fun isn't it you know entertainment but that's between them I'm not going to start talking shit to the guy I don't know him so um, then he turns to me and he starts talking shit about me and I'm just like, well, why are you even talking to me? You know, why, why are we even having a conversation? And it got a little bit heated, like security came. and Because I, I, I'll be honest, like, I'm not, I'm, I, I might talk smack and I might, you know, but it's all fun. It's all in wit. I'm not insulting anybody's mum or anybody's uh, kids or anything like that. I don't get personal like that. I understand it's a sport and it's entertainment we, we promote, but I'm the same guy that would talk shit to my friends do you know what i mean we'll play video games and I'll, I'll let them know that they suck like that's me it's my personality there are people like that all over the world um and he just started getting quite personal to the point where i was like well then let's fight right now let's fight like a street fight security came blah, blah, blah. we got in the car we left well, we went to the um to the arena to do this press conference like like an hour later and I was backstage and I bumped into Alistair Overeem, who I've known for many years. So we originally, I was with the group, but DC and them went, they, they carried on walking. They didn't see me stop. So I stopped. I'm talking to Alistair for like 10 minutes, catching up with him. I hadn't seen him in a while. When I turned to leave, here comes John and his brothers in like an entourage. It was like, I don't know, like five or six people. And they tried to surround me. Like they're going to, like they're going to fucking jump me or something. So, I just squared up to John and was like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? His brother started getting involved and 
jumping up and down and so, like like he was going to do like everybody hold me back you're going to do something so it was like he wasn't that he was on he was wasn't on his own but he had like his manager or something with him at the at the first encounter but the second time he had all his brothers all of a sudden he was a different guy now, i'm not saying that he was afraid the first time but he was not as cocky the first time he wasn't as willing to step forward but the second time he had his brothers being all loud and noisy that he's kind of stepping to me and i said oh so when now you got your brothers you want to you want to do you know what i mean and um that's that was the 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 um the meaning behind that because it was like where's your brothers now because he wasn't he was happy standing behind that table kind of the same way but he comes over to say to the security guard don't hold him back but he's still behind the security guard you see what i'm saying so it's all a facade it's all this this bullshit i'm not saying i'm sure he'd be happy to fight me but he but in in the cage you know he wasn't happy to to fight me in the street well you get to fight man july 5th for the yeah, buddy. title man and uh i'm looking forward to you back into the cage abu dhabi or not even abu dhabi warriors it's uae warriors the UAE second warriors. event in abu dhabi thank you man so much for your time and uh Thank good you. luck to you and your future it's a pleasure thank you so much man